Happy New Year, everybody. Did you know that in 2020, the global video game revenue was over $179 billion? Wow. I mean, the gaming industry is considered to be a massive market for consumers, especially since COVID started. Do I have any gamers in the house? In your opinion, what's better, the Xbox or the PlayStation? When I was younger, PlayStation 2 was popular. Now there's a PlayStation 5. Shows how old I am. But I personally like the Nintendo. I've always loved Nintendo. So today I want to share the greatest video game console of all time, and it's not an Xbox. If you think it is, sadly, you're wrong. It's not a PlayStation. It's a Nintendo 64. Is anyone old enough to remember the joy of Nintendo 64? Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, uh, Star Fox. Now, you may know the struggle of the PS5 or the Xbox X, but back in my day, gamers would experience what they call glitches. Do you know about a glitch? That's when the game freezes on you, and a lot of times that glitch would mess up your level, and you'd have to start over again. On top of the Nintendo 64, they designed a button that sat on top of the console. It was called the reset button. And I hated it when the game glitched and froze on me, but Nintendo hooked me up with the reset button. Because even though things didn't go as planned, I could always start over. Because I knew I had that reset button. It sounds a little bit like life, doesn't it? Sometimes life doesn't go as planned. We didn't think COVID would still be lurking around in 2021, especially going into 2022. Life has glitches. And sometimes it doesn't go like you think it should. But I want to tell you that there's a reset button. And if things didn't go as planned, it's a new year, it's a new day. And I want to talk about hitting the reset button and going into 2022 with a fresh mindset, believing God for greater things, great revival for your church, the greatest friendships you've ever had, the, the greatest opportunities you've ever had are in front of you, they're not behind you. Welcome to the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan French. We're kicking off 2022 with a bang. Let's go. Revelations 21 and 5 says, Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. 
Guys, welcome back to the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm so excited because this is the very first episode of 2022, and wow, are we going to have a great year this year on the podcast. I just can't wait to see all that God is going to do. Um, <clears throat> I don't really share a lot of numbers with the show, um, but I do want to say we are reaching more people than we've ever reached in the history of the show, and I am just so excited to be starting a fresh year with all of the amazing listeners that have been listening since episode one, and then all of you new listeners that started tuning in uh, last year. I just can't wait to spend time with you through this amazing tool called podcast. So we're talking about the the reset button, and and the if you're like me, the first question that comes to your mind is is Nathan, how do I hit? the reset button. How do I make this happen? Well, today I want to share three examples from scripture, three examples where Jesus completely reset somebody's life in a moment. And I know I know that living for God is a process and I know that we love to speak about the process, but God's been dealing with me lately, kind of putting this fresh burden in my mind that I do believe in the power of one altar call. I believe in the power of, of a moment with God that can change everything. And that's the kind of reset button I'm talking about today. I'm talking to somebody that maybe 2021 was the absolute worst year of your life. Maybe you made some of the worst decisions you've ever made in your life in 2021. Well, we serve a God that can change your life right here, right now, in this moment. And he can help you be who you're called to be starting now, starting today. You are not alone in your need for new beginnings. We've all needed them. And I want to start by saying that repentance is the first step to resetting your life. If you're listening today and you have guilt and shame on you, Jesus will forgive you. Repentance is the first step. And I want to tell you that the greatest reset button in your life takes place when you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. But if you've already been baptized in Jesus' name and you've messed up again, repent. There is a new beginning that takes place when you repent, are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That takes place in the waters of baptism. Romans 6 and 4 says, Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Knowing this, oh, I love this scripture, that our old man was crucified with him and that the body of sin might be done away with. Don't you just love that? That, that, that old man just be done away with that. There's a new man that comes out of that water. And then he says this, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. It's time to stop being a slave, slave to your sin. It's time to take control. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Walk into the new year 
with a fresh anointing. I said, you're still anointed. I said, you're still called. Just because you messed up doesn't mean you're not called anymore. It's time to hit the reset button. And I, I kind of want to give this, this, this episode a subtitle that the reset is in the water. The reset is in the water. There were three times that Jesus used water to reset somebody's life. The first one I want to share with you, and I'm just going to share three. There's, of course, many more where Jesus changed somebody's life in a moment. And I've, I've chosen these three because these three stand out to me so powerfully how Jesus uses water. And, and that's powerful to me because if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, the water is ready. That even, it, we're so spoiled in the church now, they even warm up the baptismal tank for you. They give you clean clothes and a fresh towel when you get out of the water. Okay, so nothing's hindering you. The first one is the prison guard in Acts chapter 16. The Bible says that after the prison break, the prison guard tried to kill himself. And Paul saved his life and shared the gospel with him. The man was about to commit suicide, but God was about to hit the reset button on his life. Look at this, Acts 16 and 32. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. So look at this with me. This is literally the prison guard that beat Paul and Silas. And remember that scripture that there's a great earthquake and Paul and Silas begin to sing praises unto God and there's a great earthquake and their chains fall off and the prison doors swing open. Praise God. Incredible scripture. Well, after that, the prison guard, who is the enemy of God's people, Paul sees him trying to harm himself because this prison guard is about to commit suicide because he knows that because they have escaped under his watch that it would be death by execution, penalty of execution. And so he was going to end his own life. And Paul saves his life. Look, look with me. Here's why I love this point. Literally, a couple of hours ago, he was an enemy of the people of God. And later that night, he's eating at the table with Paul and Silas. And Paul is not only baptizing him, but he's baptizing him and his family. And he's cleaning the stripes, the wounds that he applied himself to Paul and Silas. And he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Don't tell me that God can't change somebody in a moment. If you don't believe that God can change somebody in a moment, you don't believe in Scripture. Because Scripture shows us over and over again that you can turn your life around right now. Look with me here. The second one I want to draw your attention to is Naaman. 
Naaman is this cat that dipped in the Jordan seven times. Second Kings 5 tells us about a man named Naaman. Naaman suffered from leprosy. Leprosy was a horrible disease in Bible times. Naaman travels far to meet Elisha, believing that he could be healed of his leprosy. Leprosy in Scripture is, is always a type of sin. When I say type, I mean that it can represent something. It can be symbolic of something else. And sin messes us up. Sin separates us from God and the people that we love. In Second Kings 5 and 9, it says, Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. So get this with me, which is it's kind of funny. You have to see the humor in this here. Naaman was angry that Elisha would not come out and meet him. He's like, bro, I've come all this way and you're just going to send a messenger out to tell me to go dip in the Jordan. No, you're going to come out and talk to me yourself. So this is kind of where uh, Naaman is at. And so he refused to get into the water. And Naaman's servant looked at him and said, wash and be clean. Isn't that just like us crazy humans? To literally be standing on the shore and the water is right there and the man of God has told us what to do, but we're frustrated with the process so we don't get in the water. But I'm telling you that the reset is not by the water. The reset is in the water. If you want God to hit the reset button on your life, you have to get in this thing. You have to get in the church. You have to step into your anointing. My goodness. Okay. Let me stop preaching. 2 Kings 5 and 14. So finally, his his servant tells him, Listen, if this were something grand and spectacular, you would get in the water. But because it's not, you won't do it. And Naaman finally comes to his senses. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. I love how the Bible says, like the flesh of a little child. It's like... He was made completely new in his purest state, just like that baby is born in their purest, most innocent state. We are never at a more innocent state than when we're just born. And God returns him to that state. Oh my goodness. You need to understand what happens when God hits the reset button on your life. He brings you back to a childlike innocence. God completely changed Naaman. He healed him. And for Naaman to be cleaned of his leprosy, all he had to do was to be willing to get in the water. 
God hit the reset button on his life only when he was obedient and got down into the water. And so many times people do not get the miracle. They don't get the reset because they're too busy standing on the shore and God saying, get in the water. Get in this. My goodness. Okay. So last but not least, the third example I want to use today of when God hit the reset button on somebody's life was the blind man at the pool of Siloam. In John 9, Jesus meets a man that has been blind since birth. He has never experienced sight. And the Bible says that Jesus spits on the ground and makes clay with his saliva. That's right. It's in your Bible. Look it up. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man. Now, notice this with me. Jesus is literally, he spits in the ground and he makes, uh, he makes clay, he makes mud with, with this dirt and his saliva. This is a messy miracle. And there's never a moment where I see the blind man complaining because the process is messy. Because all he cares about is getting the reset in his life. Because when you really go after Jesus Christ, you're okay with the messy miracle. Everything doesn't have to look pretty. Because all you care about is getting your sight back. In Jesus' name, in 2022, somebody's going to get your sight back. My goodness. So John 9 and 7, and he said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. John 9 and 23, One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. Jesus completely hits the reset button on this man's life. I once was blind, but now I see. And Jesus has the power to do that in your life today. I was... um talking to my wife Rachel about this the other day my son Judah is four now but when he was two he was he was learning how to talk learning how to articulate words correctly and uh, him and his younger brother Ezra both speak very clearly now but I, I remember this and I, I may have shared this on the podcast before if if so just goodness we're 117 episodes in guys so show me a little mercy here but (laughs) you can tell a different one on your podcast but Judah loved to write with chalk on the sidewalk when he was two that was like the thing that he wanted to do daddy can we go out to the sidewalk and write with chalk you know we had like the red chalk and the green chalk and I would look out And Judah would draw 
a cross. Now, I had never taught him how to draw a cross. I'd never shown him how. It's just something he learned to do on his own. He would draw one line vertical, one line horizontal. And he would look at me and say, Daddy, it's an air body. What, son? What? Daddy, it's for air body. It's an air body. I'm like, son, I, I don't understand what you're saying. It's a, it's a cross. You know how we do as dads. Look, son, I'm pointing at it like, like, like he's a Spanish-speaking person and I'm an English-speaking person trying to explain it. Cross, son. Cross. Cross. <laughs> and we'd go back in and next day we'd go back out. One line vertical, one horizontal. Look, Daddy, it's an air body. And a couple weeks would go by, we'd go out every day, and Judah would improve with how he would articulate words. And it finally hit me. We went out. He drew one line vertical, one horizontal. Look, Daddy, it's for everybody. A tear flows down my face. You're right, son. It is for everybody. I'll never forget that for as long as I live. The cross is for everybody. You don't have to teach a child that. They know it all on their own. Because when, we, when God hits the reset button on our lives and we return to that childlike innocence, we know that the blood of Jesus still works for us. Even though 2021 maybe didn't go like we planned, the reset is for your life and the cross is for everybody. And everybody deserves a second chance. Can I pray with you today? Jesus, I thank you so much for the anointing that I feel in this room right now. God, on this first episode of this year, I pray that you would anoint every listener, that you would help them in their endeavor for new beginnings. God, I pray that you would use this episode to encourage the discouraged. I pray that you would use this episode to strengthen the weak. Use this episode, God, to bring them to a place of repentance. And God, give them the faith that they need to remember that if they will ask for forgiveness, that you are just and faithful and desire to forgive them. God, we pray all these things in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow, this has been special today. Guys, I love you so much. Thank you for being such kind and faithful listeners of the show, this noteworthy podcast over the last two to three years. I'm very excited about this year. And remember that this is a fresh year 
And if, if you're not everything that you want to be when you look in the mirror, you can change that. You can change that. You can be the person that God has called you to be. Don't go into the year with shame and depression and anxiety. No, God's about to hit the reset button on your life because that's what he does. Jesus is in the business of making all things new, guys. It's just what he does, and he's best at it. I love you guys. Be good, and we'll see you next week on the Noteworthy Podcast. God bless.